Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yay, networks. And she walked out, and the way she looked at me, I was like, you went into the nightstand, huh? Yeah. And she goes, mm-hmm. yeah. Hey, what's going on? I'm JC and I'm fit. And I'm Jenna and I guess that means I'm ish. Welcome to the Fittest <laughs> Podcast. Now you've heard us on the radio before, but this is completely different. I know you're going to get to see a much deeper, more intense and edgier side of both of us. Our ups, our downs, our hilarity, all that good stuff on the Fittish Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fittish. Jenna is... Are you sexing right now? Are you sexting? I told you to wait just a minute. I was like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> gosh, dang it. I've been here since 8 a.m. and we're recording and like, I just needed like another 10 seconds all, to finish texting. First of all, you're talking to the wrong guy when you're talking about I've been here since 8 a.m. Yeah, uh, that's true. No, but I just mean, I've been here waiting on you to show up. To Dracy gets to like roll in with his long mane and sit down on the couch and I hand him the copy for our endorsements. Like I try to be super prepared because I know, I do remember what it's like to get up as early as you do. So I try to be a common since I want you to roll in when it's comfortable. And I was always asking for is like 10 fucking seconds. Je- Jenna even gave me, Jenna even gave me uh, energy. She gave me fittish energy. Oh yeah. The peak effect. I know I need to promote that more. That's that yeah. uh, like an energy focus uh, shot, a little ampule that we started selling. It's actually great and doesn't make you jittery. No, I'm in a monogamous relationship with that as my energy. Oh good. Yeah. yeah Cause I gave you a whole pack last time, but I have yet to see any mm-hmm. social promotion. I ain't no hoe That was it. our agreement. Yeah. I am definitely going to post Okay, good. You have to post a photo. Yeah. yeah or story it or something. I'll give you like a swipe up and I'll give you a discount for your followers. Here's the thing. I (laughs) suck at social media. That's my thing. I don't post enough. Yeah. I don't, I I, I need to be better at it, especially when I have friends that have really cool products. You do suck at social media, but you, but you post your kids a lot. I I always say Mm -hmm. I need more JC and like not less kids, but just like more, more JC. I found that I'm not very, uh, Chloe's a lot cuter than I am. And so is Case. And so I I, I just, they are cuter. I I welcome them into my social media. (laughs) So we uh, took a week off from the podcast because uh, we pissed off Mother Nature, apparently. Yeah. And uh, she she punished us really badly down here in Texas. Yeah, I hope everyone's doing okay. And thank all thank all of you, actually, who did place an order with Fittish because we decided to give a bunch of proceeds from our sales over the weekend. I mean, we're a company that was, like, founded in Dallas in the DFW area based here. So we obviously care a lot about everyone that lives here. It's most of our customer base. Yeah. And so we're appreciative because a lot of people were placing orders to kind of support. So I try and do some philanthropic things with the business as well. As you should. How did you fare? Not good. Um, I actually, nah, I, I did fare pretty well, but I have a lot, so much stress because I decided- you just it would, bought a house. It would have been a good time to buy a house. Yeah. I had no idea we were going to go through the worst ice storm ever. And I feel almost bad complaining about it. And I should feel bad complaining about it because there's people that have way Lost worse their things house. going on. Yeah. Lost their house and the pipes burst and all that stuff. But it just created this, I-, I I told you my biggest fear is being homeless again. Yeah. And I honestly feel like I'm not going to be able to sell my house. Don't put that energy out I there. Know, I, don't, I know I shouldn't put that energy out there, but the fact that I couldn't list it and we're already 
motioning towards moving into a new house and now my house is sitting idle because we couldn't do anything last week for it. I get stressed at the thought, you know, I've never owned a home. I don't know if a lot of you know that. And I mean, JC, you know that about me. I don't know if it's like a commitment issue or, I mean, I know what it is. For many years, I just didn't have money for a down payment, right? Like I was just kind of living paycheck to paycheck, not being very financially responsible. And it's a whole lot of money to put down, right? I just feel like, isn't that a scary thing in general for everyone when you buy your first home or another home that like you're putting down a huge chunk of money that you've saved into something. And I know someone put it really good to me. They're like, but Jenna, if you're buying right, like it it is an investment. It's like you're putting your money into something that will probably appreciate it just a little bit. Yeah. But it's still so scary because I'm like, I've saved all this money now that I'm like hoarding it. Like I'm hoarding my savings account that I would, I haven't been traveling. I haven't been doing anything. I'm just hoarding this money. So I'm so scared to buy a house, especially when I see what goes wrong. So I will tell you this. The first time, our first home that we bought, you know, coming straight from the apartment, that one wasn't as stressful. Really? Yeah, it wasn't because, yeah, sure, you're putting down the most money you've ever put down towards something. But again, you know, it's a good investment. I knew that the area we were buying in was only going to go up. Yeah, it wasn't gonna and you did pretty well there, right? And we did pretty well with that house. And honestly, I didn't have anything to sell. I, I lived in an apartment, so it was move out of the apartment into a house I bought zero stress. Everything was cool. Loved it. Right. But once you have to get rid of that, you know, additional yeah. mortgage. Yeah. Then we outgrew the house because we ended up having another baby and the kids were going to start school and we wanted to go into a good neighborhood. That's when the stress really happened. And I told myself I would never, ever do that again. I'm never going to sell a house and buy a house because it was just too much because I bought a house I liked, but I, I don't know if my house is going to sell. And there's these things that I know were not very attractive about the house that I was selling at that moment. So it was so much stress. Luckily, we did sell, but I told mm-hmm. myself never again. I'm never moving again. <laughs> yeah, it's like I feel like that's always what the guy says. And then the woman's like, I found this house. Yeah, <laughs> I fell in love. Well, no, that was me. I you was fell one- in love on the toilet on Zillow, yeah, right? It was just I was just chilling on the toilet. And next thing I know, I just wanted ideas. That's all I wanted. So how are the homes right now? I mean, in terms of what just happened with the with the snowpocalypse here. Our house that we live in, nothing. Nothing yep. happened, which is, I, 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 I don't know if my prayers were answered. I don't know if, if I don't know. I, I, God had mercy on me. Yeah. And the house we're moving into had some minor issues, but we ended up buying from a really cool guy who said anything that goes wrong with the house, he's taken care of. So amazing. So it's really cool. So he, all those things, uh, the minor issues that happened to that house, he's, uh, he said would be taken care of by the time we move in, which is cool, but it still creates a lot of fights between me and Kinsey because she is incredibly stressed out right now and rightfully so. And I'm not apparently helping as much as I should with moves. Why? I don't know. I don't know what it is about me. You're not helping pack and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I shut down and I'm going through and I told you I go through my little lulls every year of this is around my this is depression peak for me right now. I'm getting to towards my birthday around February, March. I just I get hit with the depression hard and I felt it just inching its way in and I just <laughs> I shut down when it hits. And I just I know I'm, I'm trying to help, but I know Have I'm not doing her that. Yeah, we've had a couple conversations, but it doesn't take away from the stress that she's going through, right? So it's not like my my stress and what's going on in my life is any worse than what she's going through too, so. It's been unfair. I mean, I would say I can't be completely objective when it comes to you and your marriage because I actually tend to align myself more with you. Right. I think you and I are similar in a lot of ways. And I know that any issue you've had, it's hard for me because I am, you know, because I you know, when you, when you're 
working to bring in income, right? You kind of have this feeling of, well, this is my contribution, right? right? And so, and I know that's kind of how you feel, but you have to be delicate about that. And I know in therapy, they probably tell you, well, of course she does a lot of work because she's raising the children, but I know how you feel because you're waking up so early. Like the last thing, at least emotionally, physically, you feel like doing when you go home is packing. So I tend to see your, you know, I see your side of it more, which I know isn't totally fair, but you're tired as hell. You don't want to pack. You're working so you can buy a new house. (laughs) And let's be honest, and you know, Kenzie, my wife is super clean and she's She's good at organizing and organized when it comes to that. And I'm more, I'm more free range and relaxed when it comes to the house. And so I think we butt heads a lot with that. But at the same time, I will never, ever, ever, ever say that being a stay at home mom is easy. Dudes no, out it's not. But I get what you're saying because it's just kind of the give and the take of what people's contributions. Right. It's finding the balance of how you value contributions to the relationship, right? Yeah. Like I told Fran, like I'm not, and I'm not your stay at home mom, and I'm tired of cleaning the kitchen four times a fucking day. Like last night, it was like ten o'clock, and he was like, <laughs> "What are you doing down there?" I was like, "I'm cleaning the kitchen." That's Kenzie. I'm cleaning the kitchen again. Could you not just put the dish in the dishwasher that I'd already unloaded for you? You know, and now it's turned. I never thought I'd be that woman that's turning into like five over cleaning the kitchen. So then we're both mad in the kitchen, like putting plates yeah. away. I'm like, thank you. Was it that hard? You should see his nightstand. You should see his nightstand. Is it a dude nightstand? Just it has a full hat. Stuff? It has four bottles of water. Some have mm-hmm. had thing. It has a, it has like a vibrator. It has like a, like all sorts of different, like, like lotions, like for the, for the actual lotions and other sorts of, you know, like gliding type lotions for gliding. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that nightstand, my mom told me recently, she goes, (laughs) your mom saw it. My mom went up to get me medicine for my medical issue. I will tell you about, I'm having a female problem. And she went upstairs, look for medicine. And I was like, I don't know. The Advil might be on Fran's nightstand. I'm not sure. And she came back down. She she goes, Jenna, I'm scared of Fran's nightstand. She should be. (laughs) So I'm waiting on nightstands. I ordered nightstands. I'm totally taking a departure from what you were talking about, but I've ordered nightstands for us that have like um, cabinets and drawers. Cause I don't care if it's a mess inside. Like Kinsey cares more about organizing the drawers. Yeah. I'm just like, just throw all the shit in there like everyone has junk drawers like just i don't care what it looks like just put it away <laughs> I, I i told my mom one time when she visited i was like mom can you go grab this from my room mm. and i said but do not go into my night my nightstand because i hey i don't you remember can, what's in there. you can learn everything you need to yeah. know about someone from their I, nightstand i was like don't go into my nightstand just because i don't know what's in there just don't go in there and she walked out and the way she looked at me i was like you went into the nightstand huh yeah and she goes mm-hmm. yeah yeah like, See, she goes, what's, what's Astroglide for? No, <laughs> no, she did. And I was like, mom, how, how in the hell are you, have you been alive this long and not knowing what that is? Just Google it, so mom. She definitely do that. But I'll tell you what caused the biggest fight, Jenna, hmm. my new hobby. What's your new hobby? Puzzling. Puzzling. Puzzle. Thank you, Mike. Puzzles. Mike, Mike, who's uh, producing our podcast right now, he loves puzzling. Behind his COVID mask, because we're very safe it in is, here. Let, let he t- said, love it. Let me tell you something about puzzling. It is so therapeutic, especially with the crap going on in my head right now. And we lost internet last week during the storm, right? So oh, yeah. we had zero internet. So we couldn't really stream anything. We couldn't play video games. We couldn't. So so she bought a 500 piece uh, puzzle set for the kids. Yeah, that's to do. not a bad one. That's easy. Yeah. But no, that's not easy. 500? Girl, the thousands where no, it's at the 1500. I'm still working on no. it. No. So <laughs> she, she busted out for the kids. And I looked at her. I was like, it's two koalas cuddling. And hey, that's difficult because the, the the coloring, fur, yeah, yeah, the yeah, fur, the it's, fur. It's, it's so it's like, hard. Yeah. I was like, the kids aren't going to be able to do this. So I sat down, you were hooked, and I, four hours later, she's sitting there going like, "Are you going to help me with something?" And I was like, 
I'm just working on this for a couple. And she goes, it's been four hours. I was like, oh, shit, you are right. I will get up and do whatever you need. And she's like, no, I'm already done. So that started the fight. Got it. So then every, I would just walk by it. And it's like calling my name. It's like, hey, JC, come hang out with us cuddling koalas over here. I'm like, fuck yeah, bro. So I'd go over there and I, I just want to find two or three pieces. And that's a, <laughs> it turns into an hour. I actually love this. You know, the number one reason that I love something like this. And I tried coloring, uh-huh. but I couldn't, I couldn't this do is different. it. This is- I like puzzling, but it's because you, you have to use both hands and you can't be on your phone. No, and yeah, it's yeah. actually amazing because it has you focused on a task that you're not on your phone. So I started it on Friday and she yelled at me. So I didn't touch it on Saturday, but Sunday I found myself going back there because she was gone. She went out to, to buy stuff. So I was on it for another couple hours and she came home and she goes, we are having pictures taken on Monday. If this isn't done now, she put a time frame Ooh, on and it. a pointed and a finger, po- and a pointy finger at me. And she had her <laughs> nails done. So they were shining on my face. And she goes, if this is not, this is not done. I'm, I'm throwing it away because we got to take pictures and, and stage the house for the sale. And I'm like, Shh. now you put a time limit on it. So now I'm stressed out. I couldn't sleep last night, Jenna. So you puzzled? I couldn't sleep. I had like I, just the koalas. I couldn't sleep. I was laying in bed. It was one in the morning. All I was thinking about was the puzzle pieces in my head. I'm just, I'm just thinking about puzzles. And so I got up at one and I was out there like a crack fiend doing puzzles. Amazing. At one in the morning on a school night. I had work this morning. I love it though. I'm down to 40 pieces. Oh, you're going to get there. I was puzzling before I came into the podcast. Because you got a deadline. He has a deadline. a deadline. You know, my mom, Candy, has been painting butts since March of last year. Zebra butts. A paint by numbers. But the paint by numbers are amazing paint by numbers Why that you zebra? order from China. Why They're is- like zebra butts. I don't know. That's what came. They're amazing zebra butts. They're zebra butts and legs and a background. She it finally finished the zebras and it only took her 11 and a half months to finish it. Zebra butts? Zebra butts. <laughs> I want to do oh, that one. It looks so good. You would love it. I got lost. It was like actually a great, I'm so glad you brought this up because it was one of the best things that my mom and I did together during COVID because I wanted to spend time with her. And of course there were those moments that were really difficult that we couldn't do anything. And, and I would go over there for a couple hours and we would just sit and talk and paint. We weren't watching TV. Yeah. We weren't on our phones. We were still engaging and having conversation with each other and laughing, but we were working on something together. Highly recommend. And you need to talk Kenzie, this is my advice. And Uh I am by no means a licensed professional, but you have to use things like that. I mean, you need to compromise primarily in some way. You have to find a way to, you have to compromise, but you could tell her that you're really struggling with your mental health and that this is a, you know, this is a form of like self help. I'm therapy. And therapy. I'm doing You're therapizing yourself. And so, but since I'm not, I'm not, like I said, I am not, um, I have no credentials here. It's no, just my advice, but I do we, have people that I can call though. Yeah, you can, you can call the people at better help or virtually make yeah. an appointment at better help. We're so excited that better help has decided to sponsor uh, the Fittish podcast because we all need a lot of mental health help and better help is virtually there for you. And look, if you're questioning and, and wondering what is therapy exactly, well, it's, it's whatever you want it to be. So if you're dealing with, maybe you need motivation in your life. Maybe you're dealing with depression, anxiety, battling your temper, your stress, dealing with insecurity and relationships at work. Whatever you need, BetterHelp is there for you. 
which is really cool. It's a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. And I've tried this and it's super easy. So yeah, you don't way- even have to turn your camera on if yeah. you don't want to. I know a lot of people, even with Zooms, it makes them uncomfortable talking when they're on camera. You can turn the camera off. It can be just audio with a therapist that you can trust. That's what I did the first time I did it because I, I just wanted to test the waters. And I went without a camera and it was super awesome and it's actually more affordable than an in-person therapy session yeah it's so oh it's yeah. expensive yeah it's fran and i quit going it was so expensive it, it really can't get expensive but with but better that health doesn't mean you shouldn't find a way to do it you need to you know you need somebody to talk to and in fact you you're like 48 hours away from communicating with your therapist if you want to sign up right now and all of you finished listeners are going to get 10 percent off your first month at betterhelp.com slash finish that's betterhelp h-e-l-p.com slash finish. Uh, so I have a moral dilemma, changing gears a bit, something very lighthearted, but I'm just interested to see what y'all would do in this situation. I love moral dilemmas. This isn't a, you know, what what would you do kind of inappropriate moral dilemma. This is something that you're going to kind of laugh at, but I, I, um, I've ordered a bunch of things online, Okay. you know, in this period of time when I've been at home, like stuff for the house and, you know, just little things here and there. And so I was waiting on an order from a clothing store for some things that I had ordered and I opened up the box and it was um something that I did not order and I I looked at it and it was a pair it was actually a pair of Doc Martin combat boots with fur on them they're actually really cute they're kind of like the ones that I'm wearing right now these aren't Doc Martins I bought these at Zara but they're like $200 boots um, and they're back in style Doc Martins are super back in style they're super right cool yeah. right yeah and so I mean I've seen them before I like them I mean I didn't order them. I didn't spend $200 on a pair of boots like that. But anyway, I look at the ship. My name is on the box. I am 99% certain I didn't order these. So the cool thing now, you know, with most of these apps, you can go back and check your order history online. So I go look at my order. Definitely didn't order them. Didn't even have them so much as favorited. Cause I'm like, maybe the store thought I was such a good customer. They just sent me them. So then I go look at the size of the shoe. Now, the shoe is an eight. I am an eight and a half or a nine. So I put them on. They fit perfectly. They were so comfortable. But I knew that I didn't order them because I would never order an eight. But your eight. name's on the box. My name is on the box, okay. but it's not on the, the receipt. There's no other name on it. So I'm thinking, I wasn't charged for these. I didn't order these, but they fit and they're cute as hell. What? Uh, I'm sending them back. But moral dilemma, what would you do? God, keep the hell out those boots. Yo, I don't know. I my just name's feel- on the box. I probably got drunk and ordered them. That's the way I would just live with that in my head. I got drunk. I ordered them. I don't remember ordering them, but they're mine now and they fit. Cool. Thanks. I don't know. I feel like it's bad online, like shopping, shipping karma. Listen, if you found a hundred dollar bill in the middle of the street, right? Right in front of finish, right here, right in front of the office. Uh, you found a $100 bill. What, yeah, are you going to go turn it in at the police station? No, oh, I'd be Jana's like, probably, bill. but it was probably mine and it fell out of my pocket. Sure. <laughs> See, that, these boots are probably yours and you forgot you ordered them. No, I didn't order them. them. I know. I so just you, feel, okay. And then I asked myself, is it because I don't like love, love them? Like I just, they're okay. Like if I had accidentally gotten sent something Uber designer, you know, like a Bottega Veneta purse or something like. I don't know what that is. It's a, it's a, it's a very nice designer purse. Um, but it's like a $3,000 purse. Bottega? Bottega. Yeah. Bottega. Anyway. I'm never going to buy one. Would I keep that? Like probably. So uh, maybe I'm not such a good person. I'm just not doing it because I don't absolutely love it. No. (laughs) 
No, I just mean it wasn't something like so special that I was dying over because right. I never would have gotten it otherwise. Okay, I so don't know. What would you do? The guilt got to you, right? So the guilt got to you. That's why you sent it back. What if you would have just contacted whoever it was and said, hey, you guys sent me these boots. And then give them, them the opportunity to say, hey, that's our bad. A lot of the times they'll be like, just keep them. It's true. What I've learned, especially with furniture, this is a tip, like it's not worth the price of them dealing with the return and sending movers to pick it up. So I learned this the hard way though. Like I ordered a coffee table for Fran and I for the house because he hated the one we had. We were always, it was sharp cornered. We were always banging ourselves on it. He just didn't like it. So I compromised by doing it his way, getting rid of it and buying another. And so I bought one of those like kind of faux concrete looking ones that's low and round, right? So I get it and it comes and it's not the one that I thought I ordered. It indeed was what I ordered, but it was, it's pretty small. So like the coffee table's like low and like round and like us trying to eat on it. We're like all <laughs> we're like hunched over all the way down because you know, we love, but I also have that cloud couch yeah. that is super low and it's hard to eat on anyway. So it's hard actually that couch, that, that whole situation looks amazing for like aesthetically, but it's not like, as functional because you just want to fall asleep on the couch. So I, I return, I return the table immediately. I call when it gets delivered. I look at it. I take some pictures. I'm like, this ain't going to work. Fran's like, no go. So I call, it was a $900 coffee table. So I go to return it and they said, great, you'll be refunded in five to seven days. And we we, uh, another company will contact you to come pick it up. Never got a call from the company. Oh, I realize no. what happens here is that it's just not worth it to them because a $900 coffee table to them costs them like $100 or $200, right? And then they mark it up. So to pay a company $100 or $200 to come pick it up isn't worth it. They'd rather just leave it. But the thing that sucks is like, I really don't want that coffee table. How incredible if it had been like an amazing piece of furniture that I really kind of wanted. And I'm like, I don't want it. And then they were like, we're not going to come get it. And then you're stuck with it. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just kind of that sort of situation. Like, I don't like, want this thing, but I'm going to keep it. Anyway. So guess what the coffee table we have now? What? That same one. Oh, you still yeah, have it? Yeah, we're just writing yeah, it yeah. out, whatever. <laughs> My first moral dilemma that I ever dealt with was, and by the way, if this ever happens to you, uh, if the bank once put in like 250 bucks into my account. Not, and this, is, this was like 19, 20 year old uh, JC. This is old, broke as a joke, never had more than probably $32 in my account, JC. So when I saw that there was over 250 bucks in there, I, oh, was, like, you knew. I was like, yo, looked at it. They, they put it in there. What you're supposed to do is you got to tell your bank. Cause you think <laughs> as, as a teenager, I thought oh, that's my money. They put it in my bank account. It's my money now. Thanks. Appreciate it. I found it. So I spent, bought some jeans and a shirt. And then they contacted me weeks later. They figured out what had gone wrong. And they said, hey, we, we accidentally debited you this much money. We're going to take it back. And I was like, wait, because that money is gone. Let me go. Let me see if I could take these back to Nordstrom real quick. Because that was my first time shopping there. And, uh, and, and they said, no, we're going to go ahead and uh, take it out. And so I basically ate it and the fee because of the overdraft. Unbelievable. Yeah. I know that's frustrating because that was their mistake. But I mean, you've heard, I mean, there's something in the news yeah. recently about something with the bank, like accidentally transferring, like, I, I shouldn't even be telling the story because I don't recall it off the top of my head, but it was like billions of dollars to cover something to pay out over time, but they accidentally transferred yeah. it and they have, the court has ruled that they can't, they cannot take it back because it was set to be paid over time anyway. Oh man. And, but it's like so much money that I feel like it's going to put this, you know, international banking <laughs> system out of business. going to take them down. Yeah. I've been watching Billions. 
Have you ever watched Billions, no, the Billions. show? Oh, that Showtime show, Billions, is mm-hmm. so good with Brody from Homeland, the redhead. Have you ever watched Homeland? I don't no. even know why I talk to you about television. It is so fucking infuriating. Why do you not watch more number good one, television number shows? Number one, number one. Don't blame me. Blame Kinsey. Oh, JC, it's like I want to talk to him like, so you never watched Homeland. I'm trying to reference other great television shows. Did you watch Dateline, the three-part story of The Widower? No, but I watched the Night Stalker documentary. I have seen a- that one. Richard Ramirez. He was a bad, bad guy. Oh, I did see that. Night Stalker? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he was, he was like he was that. It was dude. like that audio that I use on TikTok that's like, he cut out her eyes. And, uh, you, know you know what, what I'm talking about? <laughs> the true bit, crime yeah. audio. I got a little jealous because the first time they showed him, Kenzie goes, oh, he's actually not that bad looking. <laughs> I don't know. His teeth like, were like killed so many missing people. and sharp. Yeah, well, it was like, a, he actually, it was a good mug. He had mug good shot. cheekbones. Yeah, he did have high cheekbones. We started watching uh, Hotel Cecilia. Yeah, we watched that. Yeah, we're, uh, episode the one. The Cecil. Cecil. Cecilia. Cecil. Cecil. The Cecil Hotel. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. In LA. That's a fucked up so story. Pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. So that's actually, I watched Okay, so you watched that. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, anyway, no, Billions is a great show because it's about a hedge fund guy who's Brody on Homeland, which is now a lost reference on you, the redhead actor. So it doesn't even make sense to you. But, and Paul Giamatti, who's the district or who's the, what, attorney general, attorney general in New York. And it's, you know, all about hedge fund, like fraud, like they're short selling stock and doing all sorts of, you know, insider yeah. trading and like gray area into like illegal shit but trying to catch someone that's a billionaire doing it and it's really good i love shows like that i'm surprised you haven't watched it you'd love I it haven't. my buddy works in new york and like wall street guy and would you know he is such a goody goody that he never tells me nothing i ask my hey, eric what should i invest in what should i do he's a goody goody you mean yeah. he doesn't want to break the law well i didn't know that in, uh, insider trading is just him telling me like he can't even tell me anything i was like bro i'm your best friend like, let's let, have, can we have a conversation he goes no man i can't do that <laughs> like my license that's stake. i like look, we can get arrested for Does this he stuff invest like, your money for you no 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 he will not no oh well he could do that no, right because i want to ask him like hey what are you guys doing like no, you just have to give him money for his fund and then he could invest. Sure, it. but I don't have you can't. Talk, yeah, I don't have that enough. level of money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the buy ins like a million dollars. So Jen and I bank at what? this bank at the same. You know which bank I'm talking Yeah. About. So it's a bank that we got hooked up. So with. this is I the bank we got bank. hooked up with. Yeah, because yeah, because kid banked there and we had our payroll done through there and we got lucky because we're like the poorest people at this yeah. bank. But it's it's an amazing bank. I would not be surprised if they laughed at my paycheck when it came in when we first got into this bank. So <laughs> I know I felt so insecure to go to this bank. Cause this is a bank that you can only get into if you're like super high net worth. And so like, I've been in there, I can say all this. I've been in there at times where people are coming in and taking out, especially during the pandemic when there was that like mad rush, like you should have some cash on you. And I'm like, should I get like a thousand dollars out? Like, should I get like a lot of money out? People are going into the bank. I was like, I, I, took, I took out a bunch of money for myself. I'll just say I did just in case. And I was like, I'm going to take it back. But I took out a bunch of cash and the bankers told me I was like is this like a lot of money to take out and they were like no like we have a lot of people that come in like weekly and take out like $75,000 in cash every week and leave the bank with it so you get it so the the bank has like a lot of rich people I like I felt stupid one time I was like hey let me (laughs) deposit this $500 check (laughs) the guy next to me had a briefcase Get a briefcase of money. I was like, yeah, what the, that, yeah, that's yeah, for yeah. reals? You it's guys walk around with briefcase it's money? It's amazing. Um, so, so this bank, I was like, yo, I know they do investments. So I called them. I was like, hey. That's another part of the bank. They have like their regular yeah, banking like, and then they have like wealth management. They, yeah, yeah, wealth. Wealth, wealth management. management. That's what it's called. See, I don't even know what it is because I don't, I don't do that. I don't have wealth. So you called to see if they would invest for you? <laughs> what was the minimum? <laughs> don't I even tell them. me it's going to hurt. I called them and I go, hey. <laughs> 
This is, uh, I'm, I'm one of your customers. I was <laughs> Client. You have to say client. I'm I a client. Customer. I'm a client of nope. the bank. Said customer. Um, and I'm, uh, I'm interested in this whole, I would like to manage wealth. Yeah. I'd like you to manage my wealth. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm saying, dude. <laughs> and she goes, okay, sir. Um, how much are you looking to, uh, you know, put in? And I said, I don't know. Got a couple thou. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, okay. <laughs> what did she say you had to put in? A couple goes, thou. Sir, our minimum is. Our minimum is $21 million. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. And I was like, like liquid? Like Shut up. Liquid. Like it makes I'm crying right now because I'm so embarrassed at myself that I had this conversation with this woman and I know she was being so nice to me. She goes, sir, it's like, I think, yeah, $21 million. And I was like, okay. And she goes, do you think you have those funds? I was like. I mean, you could look and call you. I did. I did. I did. I said, let me, let me go check with my, with my accountant. I don't have one, but I just wanted to suck. <laughs> <laughs> Check with my I advisor. felt so dumb, Jenna. I'm like, I'm. I'm thank God I didn't tell her how much money I because I was. I just wanted to throw a couple bills, a couple of racks on there, you know. And then this shows you though, like why people that have 21 million dollars manage to get so much richer because then you buy into these funds that they invest your money for you, and then you just make a ton of money. Holy shit, 21 million dollars. Yeah, I thought you were going to say like 250 thousand dollars because that's like a that's a lot to invest that's in a not, fund. I'm still going to do that. Yeah, oh, that, was, that just made me sick. Just when I thought I was doing okay, uh, uh, we're not one doing day. Okay, but yeah. hey, you know what? You can feel like you're you're living a really rich luxe life Yo. if you order these sheets from Bowl and Branch. So I just I just got my set, washed them. First of all, I love sheets in the mail like this. That I, I don't have to go to the store and buy sheets that we already know by now have been really marked up. Not I, only that, but you know these are going to be quality sheets. And and listen. If you're going to invest into anything, sure, houses are cool. And if you got $21 million, that's probably good too. <laughs> invest in your sleeping. We spend so much time in bed. I think it's something like a third of our entire lives are actually spent in our bed. Maybe more if you sleep as much as my mom does. Yeah. But it's it's actually amazing when you finally make the decision to invest in better sheets. And Bowl and Branch sheets are actually amazing. They make the softest organic sheets on the market. So they're actually going to get better with every every one. Wash, and they use only 100% sustainable raw materials, which makes them the first fair trade certified manufacturer of linen. So you can actually feel good, not only sleeping, but with this purchase. I actually was talking to a friend. They're like, oh, so you got the, you got new sheets? I was like, yeah, the bowl and branch sheets are awesome. And so they said, well, how do you describe them? Like, tell me, is it like a cloud? And I was like, the only way I can describe these sheets is and I know it's more of a taste thing, but delicious. I thought you were going to say butter because that was going to be my word. They're I like mean, buttery soft. Great. That description, but the only thing that came out of my mouth was delicious. Like I just got delicious sleep. I always like to wash my sheets before I even put them on the bed. I yeah. don't know. I think that's what you're supposed to do. And so, but even taking them out of their package, they're so soft. Like sometimes you have to wash them and use fabric softener before they really soften Not up. These. these sheets are like, or almost like slippery, like butter. That's why I say they are just like I butter. I said delicious, even though it doesn't make sense, but you get where I'm going with that. A lot of colors to choose from, mm -hmm. all the sizes, the whole range from twin to California king. Experience the best sheets you've ever felt at bowlandbranch.com. You can get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use the promo code FITISH at checkout. Again, that's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. And the promo code for 15% off your first set of sheets is FITISH. Only buy it, though, if you want to get good sleep. If you don't, then go ahead. Yeah. Don't, don't think Do Whatever but if you want good sleep, it. get those. So I have had severe breast pain. And I told you I was going to talk about this. I told you before you came in here, don't look like that. 
you didn't give me 10 extra seconds to be texting. I have to go to the doctor in a little bit and I'm it, falling apart. It's hard. It's, I got the polyp. I got the polyp in the uterus. I got a left breast pain. So now it's probably hard for you to make eye contact with me. Like that's why I can't even sit up like this. I have been dying like in so much pain. Like thought I was going to have to go to the emergency room. One booby. Which one? The one left or the because usually, like, when my guy hurts, the left he, one. JC's only making eye contact with me. I feel like he's trying so hard. Not that he normally looks what, at my boobs. Here's what happens, though. Uncovered. Every time a girl says something about her boobs, the guy's eyes always go to the boobs. Yeah. So I make a full-on effort. He's like, not. Chin, his chin's up. No, I'm fully yeah. covered. I have a turtleneck and a jacket on right now. Yeah. Still, the guys will still look. So for like a month now, my left boob's been hurting. I'm doing this as kind of also, <laughs> see, I can see up your nose, yeah. up your nostrils. Booger check. It's almost like a PSA. So I, and I haven't really shared this, but I've had multiple family members in the last year be diagnosed with breast cancer. Scary. And they're not like old family members. They're all at an age where it's a scary kind of age to get, to get breast cancer. You know, my dad's side of my family and just, I've had multiple family members. So it's been a scary time. And, um, you get extra mammograms because so, of this. So the thing is, is they usually women for the most part, unless they have reason to don't get mammograms. till they're 40. It's kind of like men with colonoscopies, I guess 50 is the age you're supposed to go do that. Right. So maybe they say younger now, but 40 is the age. And so I'm, I'm 36. So I have actually never gotten a mammogram and I've been talking about it because I've been wanting my mom to go get one. She hasn't had one in a couple of years because she hasn't had insurance. And so I was like, mom, we're going to get mammograms. And so I said this a few months back, but the good news is what I've heard for me right now is that breast cancer like rarely ever feels like anything. It doesn't hurt. Like you don't know that you have breast it's cancer. A silent you killer. know, there's one exactly. There's one kind of breast cancer that will give you some like redness, like visibly, and of course lumps or lumps. something you're always supposed to be self checking for. Now I don't have any lumps. Circular, My boob is feels it circular like motion. From what I remember, in, I just feel I just feel and poke around. But for like a month now, my left boob's been hurting, and so as most women do, you attribute it to like ovulation, or you know, I've been going through some of the in vitro stuff. I was like, yeah, it's just pain from a period, but a period will come and go. And then whatever happened, JC, between like last week when we were dealing with the ice here, my boob like just one day was killing me, and I'm like, did I almost like I maybe tore a chest muscle, like a really bad pain? But then I'm. I could like do a push up and it didn't really hurt. And it feels almost like I got like a boob job. Like it feels like someone like beat the shit out of my, out of my boob. And it's not my muscle. It's lower and on the side. Like mess the with cold it? mess with it, like yeah. froze my implant. Well, kind of like my <laughs> pinky started hurting cause it's been injured. Your so pinky. Like the cold. Yeah. The cold. Sure. I don't know what it was. No. So I started of course Googling. Cause what are you going to do? Like all the doctor's offices were closed. I, my gyno, the line was dead. I'm like, okay, maybe they don't have power. I don't know what happened. And so, um, upon, I got a hold of a breast cancer doctor and they asked me a few questions and said, you can come in next week, but we feel okay. I mean, they take the breast pretty seriously mm -hmm. cause they don't want to just like write you a script for something. So I have, have done what you're not supposed to do and I have self-diagnosed and you with, went on WebMD I have no I talked to some friends about it too I they think I have mastitis which is something that you only get usually when you're breastfeeding and your ducts get clogged oh you got clogged ducts so it can it doesn't have to be the ducts it can be like tissue like you could get an infection or inflammation in your tissue no, unclog and apparently thing. it's like a super painful thing yeah. yeah unclog it yeah oh gosh I could you I can't even have like clothing for in this period of like 48 hours I, I like 
I couldn't do anything but lay with a heating pad on my boobs. So they told me to take a lot of vitamin E and evening primrose supplements because apparently that helps break down some of that tissue and stay away from caffeine because coffee actually gives breast pain to women, which I didn't know. And what? I don't drink that much, like two cups of coffee in the morning. I didn't think that was too much. So I've tried to cut back, that which is hard. See, I didn't know that. See, that's good to know. But for the then if I found penicillin in my pantry. So what'd you do with it? I started taking it. How, how and old, I know the on, doctor, I am not endorsing this. I know I'm going to go to the doctor today and they're going to chew my ass out because you're not supposed to take antibiotics. I do not know why I had the cephalexin in there or whatever it was. But when I was Googling mastitis and I'm pretty sure I've deduced that that's what this is. They, that is what, the, that is the exact same thing they prescribe for you when you have it. And I had like a lot of it. I had like 15 of them. So I was like, I'm just going to start taking it. I was in so much pain, JC. Like it was radiating heat. I didn't know what to do. And so that's what I started doing and it's feeling better. It did work? Well, I think so. I mean, I'm still in pain, but it's it's like 50% better than it was this weekend. So no, as soon as we finish the podcast, I'm going to go get it checked out at the doctor. But what the fuck happens when you get older? Like you're just falling apart. My ankle hurts <laughs> for no reason. I was I woke up yesterday, Jenna, and I, was, I walked around and then all of a sudden yeah. got up from putting a piece on my puzzle. You know how we used to make hurting. fun of like the old old fit guys that are just like doing this whole warm up and like stretching and swinging their arms around and doing this like I get it now. I get why people are taking care of their bodies like that. It's it's crucial. My only problem with those old guys that do the stretching thing are the guys that wear the little tiny shorts and their ball sack hang yep. out sometimes. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, wear some damn underwear. Or don't get that mesh underwear too, because then you see your. We could still see your ball sack. Mm. Cover those bad boys up if you're gonna wear the short shorts. And they know you feel that, right? You, you know feel the for breeze. Sure. Yeah, they know. They're out there showing off their sags. Speaking of undergarments, though, I have been wearing socks constantly. You know, I used to never wear socks and now I've turned into like a must wear socks all the time person, but it has to be the right sock. Well, we interviewed Dr. Oz on the show uh, and he was telling us that the best way to sleep is with socks on. Why? He says that it's just healthier Ooh, for us. Yeah, no, I know, no, which is no, no. weird. That's the one time I can't wear socks. Well, Why is it healthier? I, he, I forgot what he said. He put the the temperature at 69, he said. Yeah, and that's then what sleep, we sleep at. Sleep with socks on. I guess to help regulate our temperature. Body or temperature. So I'm like, I'm okay, gonna try cool. it. It feels weird. I guess you got to get used to sleeping in them. But I like them. I have them on right now. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna sleep in socks, get yourself some features because you're not gonna be able to tell that you're even wearing socks because they just basically just they just mesh up to your skin. They just blend in perfectly. They've also helped me like with features, of course, makes all different kinds of socks. A lot of really high performance socks that grip to your feet. So they fit really comfortably when you're wearing sneakers. They even have kind of more no-show socks that aren't going to slip, you know, into the top of your, by yeah. your toes, which is so annoying. But you're going to feel a lot better when you're exercising in these kind of socks because they're cushioning your foot, you know, in all the, in all the right places. They have, and they have a different cushion too, depending on what activity you're going to be doing. But uh, I I have these ones that I strictly use when I when I do football drills because I, I still try to get out there and be a freaking idiot and I never get blisters when I'm wearing my features and I know you've heard me talk about this but that is like a godsend that I don't get blisters after running around like that in cleats yeah they're anatomically designed it'll actually like be labeled left foot right foot because yeah. it is important which sock you're putting on which mm-hmm. foot and targeted compression so it's going to hug the arch of your foot uh, whether you're working out or just rolling around town they're really amazing and have a lifetime guarantee family owned business features is just crushing the sock game see why they quickly become the number one running sock in America if you're listening to the Fittish podcast, you can receive $10 off your first pair of features when you go to features.com slash Fittish and features is spelled like 
feet, like it sounds, but like feet, F-E-E-T-U-R-E-S dot com slash fetish for $10 off your first pair of features. Features, because it's for your feet. Get it? Feet. F-E-E-T. Feet. I didn't know I was going to, I didn't want to tell the story, but I'm going to go ahead and tell it. Jesus, what's it about? So I was getting myself ready. We haven't talked since Valentine's Day. By the way, I want to know how your guys' went. Ours was boring. But uh, <laughs> but I was trying to not make it boring. So I was getting myself all groomed up for B-Day. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I know what you're saying. I'm in the shower. Yeah, I'm sure you left that hair everywhere. No, I was actually being really good about it. I was going to surprise I the, keep. I mean, how much of a surprise like how hairy is it to then make a grand reveal well, like it's a, like you're a noticeable difference yeah because there's a trim that i typically do i just trim that thing just because you don't oh, want you went like 12 year old naked you, not 12 year old naked i went porn star can we call that you know what i'm saying like you still got some sort of decor oh <laughs> okay <laughs> sure sure so we'll call it porn star decor how not a landing strip it? but more of a road maybe a freeway <laughs> And uh, so <laughs> actually sounds heinous. <laughs> You're just that description or, or landing, not a, landing a new, system, a new road, a highway, but like a new one, like a new Super highway. Smooth. Got it. You know what I'm saying? How do you even get it all even? I have a, like I have a, a grooming kit. Your face trimmer. No, it's a, it's, it's meant for that. It's called a lawnmower. We've talked about it on the podcast. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it's just for that area. It's got a light and everything. So you can see what you're missing when you're excavating. And okay. I was, and I was actually going a little more above and beyond than I normally do with the trim. And so I'm in the shower and you got to you gotta pull things around and like make sure you're getting into crevices that you normally don't uh, get into. And in the, in the middle of this, my damn son decides to walk in. Uh-huh. And he caught me mid, you know, the things making the noise. And I got my razor next because I also got the, the other razor that, you know, to get rid of the rest Oh my gosh, it's a whole process yeah, in was there. A, yeah, I was making Valentine's, I was going to make sure Valentine's Day was lit. Yeah. And I didn't even hear him because, again, my back is to the shower door. And so until he finally goes, what are you doing? And I turned around and I'm sitting there with a razor and a, a vibrating one. And he goes, what's that for? <laughs> and what happened? <laughs> he asked me what happened. And I was like, yeah, I, I just yelled for Kenzie. I was like, Kenzie? Come grab Kaysen, because I don't know how to no, talk to him right now. you're the daddy's little boy. You got to deal with that. What'd you I, tell him? I told him I, sometimes daddies want to look good. And Oh, my God. The way you we get, lock the door? I, it's not a locked door. It's a, it's those little ball things at the top, so there's no lock on my bathroom door. So you just. But you can't lock the other bathroom door? The bedroom door. I would have had to lock the bedroom door, and I didn't because I, I just didn't. I don't, I don't expect. I expect privacy when I'm taking a shower, but this particular time, Casey decided to You have a barn come. door? Is that what it is? It's a, it's like those, the clicky ones. The and it slides. But I don't close it. No, it opens. But this one is out of the ball, so it opens quietly now because I broke the ball off. Uh. And so he just opened it up, and he was standing there, God knows how long, watching me trim it up. And I told him, you know, sometimes the way we get haircuts, sometimes, sometimes... We, I, I screwed that whole thing up. That's what I think. I remember I was in fifth grade and I shaved my whole body in the bathtub one day because a girl on my soccer team what had grade? been shaving her legs. Fifth grade. It's a little young. Fifth grade's a little young. Yeah, because my little sister's about to start shaving her legs and she's in seventh grade. So fifth grade, because a girl on my soccer team had been shaving her body or shaving her legs and, you know, you're traveling, doing soccer. And I like started noticing I had all that blonde hair on my shins and a lot of girls were only allowed to like shave to the knee and I was in private school. But I thought that looked 
fucking weird. I mean, even yeah. in fifth grade, I was like, so you're smooth here and hairy on the thigh. And I just remember, I don't know what came over me. I think Barbies didn't have hair, you know? And so I like was in the bathtub one day and I saw my mom's razor and I remember doing this. I shaved, I'm talking legs, not eyebrows, but like arm hair, armpits, private area, full body. Cause I just was going and I was like, this isn't yeah. bad. And I just like carried it all the way up. And my mom, I was, my mom was like, what did you do? And she I was noticed? like, I shaved my whole body. And she was just like, nice. fine, Jenna, good luck for the rest of your life. Cause that back then you kind of thought everything grew back real fast and, yeah. and um, tough, which is totally a myth. News. Yeah. It's fake news because my body hair's never changed. I mean, my armpit hair and hair down there is like dark and thicker, but my leg hair and arm hair has always stayed blonde and it's never grown back pokey. No, nah, man. Back in the day, like middle school, when you got your first pube, it was like gold. You're like, you don't touch that thing. You let it. When are you expecting yours? No. <laughs> I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for it to happen. Yeah. But then you get older and you have hair in like all sorts of annoying yeah. places, like nipple hair. And I'm like, ah, I shaved my butt crack in college. Yeah. That was awful. You got to get a wax, man. They're amazing. Yeah, that thing was the itchiest. So oh, I'm to grow there, back. Yeah, you got to get it waxed. I was picking my butt for like two weeks. But it, but I wasn't picking it. I was just, it was just itchy. So I was just constantly shifting. And they said you, you, you get used to it eventually. I was like, I ain't doing that again, man. First of all, it's dangerous. All the razor right, ne- right next to that. No, it is. Man. No, I've reverted back to waxing again. Especially because I feel like if I'm real pregnant, hopefully come summer, fall, like I'm going to not be able to see that area. <laughs> and like I'm going to be, but I, but Fran still might, you know, and I'd like to keep it kind of like clean and nice. Sure. So, but apparently a lot of pregnant she, women get waxed. What? She's going to hate me for telling this story. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about this. So when Kinsey was like about to pop with Kaysen. And she was getting ready, you know, we're like, we can be having a baby any moment now. So she was trying to clean up clean yeah. it up and stuff. And she was doing it for me as well. And I guess she had tried shaving and she came out and she goes, can you, can you do me a favor? And I said, what? And she goes, well, I just shaved. Can, can you tell me if I got everything? <laughs> <laughs> and I looked and she had gotten everything she could see, but she didn't get like what the belly was covering. Oh my God. So, <laughs> This like line. <laughs> so there was like a, a bare spot, but up here was like furry. Like you didn't even pay attention to that. Oh no, so it's her. gonna be so hard. So, so I, I know. Her. No, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get waxes. But yeah, I can't imagine. I bet I don't know how I'm gonna fare as a pregnant person. Yeah, you, you'll be fine. I'd like to think, you know, because I feel like women go two ways. They're either just like miserable and uncomfortable being pregnant or they're like, I've never felt more beautiful in my body. You know, they have that whole like, I feel great or I have a lot of energy and like everything's normal. And I look at my belly. <laughs> Man, I thought Kinsey was super hot when she was pregnant. You I, I still I think she's hot now as, as not a pregnant person. But I don't know. There was something about it. She got super self-conscious. And she's like, you're not going to find me attractive. And yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, there was just something just glowing off of her. She was. I've already been feeling that way because I'm about to go through all this. And Fran has been working out more. I mean, we've been together over two years now. And he's always liked to exercise. But he has been working out, doing hot yoga and shit like that Mm -hmm. every day of the week. And I'm like, who's he working out for? You. That's what he said. It, but who's he working you, out for? For you, Jenna. That's what he said. He's like, if I'm going to be a dad, like I need to get my shit together and I need to be healthy and I need to be strong. And I'm like, but you're working out every day. And I'm sitting at home <laughs> like, man, I need to get in shape before I get pregnant. Honestly, I work out. I work out for Kenzie. I want Kenzie to look at me yeah, and, and, and say, do. damn. Yeah. And I also want to be top five. If I'm on a pool party with 
20 other dads. <laughs> I'm at a dad pool party. Well, yeah. Once you have kids, the pool party is going to be You're dad so pool You're right. so right. You are right. So Fine. my goal is to be top five at every pool party. That's my goal. I might not be number one. That's what your workout two, motivation I'm is. Be number two, number three, number five. That's fine. I'll take it. I know you asked us Valentine's Day and Fran nailed it. Fran always nails what did he it. Get you? He did something great. So he's told- I bought Kinsey a house, by the way, if you guys are wondering. Oh, okay. Valentine's Day. Fran didn't quite nail that. Um, no, we, um, he, he was like, we're doing something that we've already done before. And so I, of course, was like, we're doing another Sir La Top cooking class, which we had a blast at. That was our first Valentine's. We'd only been together for a couple months uh-huh. when we did it. It was actually so fun because he loves to cook. I really don't, but I love that he loves it. And I love to drink wine and be like emotionally supportive uh-huh. and sometimes get yelled at when I'm trying to sue chef and I'm not doing a good enough job. So I assume that's what it was. So I got myself all dressed up like casual and sneakers, but still kind of dressed cute. Cause I'm like, we're going to go to a cooking class. This will be great. We get to buy wine before we go. So we get in the car and we drive and he drives me by his office when he works by another restaurant that we like. And he's like, actually, the reason I've been gone all day, because he was gone all day, I was kind of annoyed by it, you know? The reason I've been gone all day is because I've been buying all the stuff for the cooking class. We're actually doing it virtually from home, but I thought you'd want to leave the house for a minute and grab a drink. So we Aww. went into the bar and had a drink, and then we went back home. This was amazing, by the way. It was, the the chef was actually in Dallas doing it from the Sur La Table, you know, the chef kitchen there. She had a headpiece in and multiple cameras, and there were like 100 couples on the Zoom, which I know at first sounds like a nightmare, but everyone was muted and so not one person was an idiot that left it unmuted one did when they joined but like everyone was muted except to there were of course like six couples us included that would unmute and say smart ass shit and talk a lot um which i realized (laughs) we were one of those couples but people seem to like fran's accent so she would kind of ask questions here and there so but hey how amazing that that's what we've adapted to and so there are 100 couples like boston and philadelphia and cincinnati and um i only saw you know like 10 couples really on the screen at a time but we cooked granted I mean you're so damn hungry I was eating like charcuterie the whole time because you're so hungry by the time it's done but you learn how to make brown butter mashed potatoes and a really good chicken and a a cool like broccoli side that we did and it was just amazing because she teaches you skills with the knife like how to actually chop an onion the way chefs chop an onion I mean there's actually a real way to do that that you're not whatever if I chop it wrong well nothing but like the, the point is when when things like that are served in a dish and they're not totally blended up you want them to all be like the same size and so she teaches you I don't know it's a little bit boring but it's cool I mean I didn't learn how to do it Fran seemed to enjoy it but I like kind of having the knowledge because I find chopping things really hard and you know basically everyone in that class realizes that none of us have good enough knives and I even got Fran a knife set for Christmas the Japanese set that I thought was nice like you don't even put them in the dishwasher you know you put them back in the box those still aren't nice enough knives. Those chef knives are so expensive. Their knives can be like thousands of dollars. They're so sharp too, and they never lose. So the sharp, and they'll they'll clean them and get them sharpened occasionally, of course. But anyway, so yeah, she taught you how to like chop the onion the right way. Like basically, you you chop it a bunch of different ways without chopping all the way through it, so it stays in line. If that makes sense. Um, but just and how to hold your fingers, you know, up on there, like they're up on their toes, and so you don't hurt yourself when you're Whoa. cutting. And it was really amazing. No, it was really fun because she's teaching you like skills throughout of how to cook and how you know when things are done. And so it was wonderful. I highly recommend it. I've heard people have done really fun things like that for date nights with whether it's a 
virtual cooking class or like a wine tasting that you actually have the winery send you the wine and then you get on a zoom and they you can do a full wine test tasting i just probably think that most of us we've gotten so kind of like complacent with what we have going on that we don't take the time to do a date night like that and it was like actually really wonderful because if not we would have sat there and watched it's always sunny in philadelphia and had wine and popcorn which is fine because we do that every other night but you just made me realize i need new knives because i think the sharpest (laughs) knife in my set is a butter knife Oh my God. Seriously. Like yeah. my knives are not. Brian always made fun of the knives and, but like, I don't even know what the best knives are. And I ordered this set that I saw on Instagram. This set was like $500, $600 for three knives. And it was on sale for like two fifty. So that probably means they were only like about that much to begin with, but I fell for it and they were Japanese knives. I thought they were cool and they're good. They're better than the knives we had, but I still don't think they're at the level of like great knives. Oh, I buy the ones on TV that are like $19.99. Normally this is why I need to get married, right? Like these, are, this is the shit you register for. Yeah. I think I'm going to, when I have a baby and I'm going to have a baby shower, that I'm going to register for knives and people are going to be like, that is the weirdest thing to register for. But I'm just going to register for like all the things I want for the baby shower. I want to make sure the baby behaves. So what am I going to scare him <laughs> with if I don't have my knives? You know? Hey, I'll tell you what, <laughs> with all this online ordering that we've been doing, I, I can tell now like what services people use. And I, I love that I've gotten to partner up with ShipStation and that they've decided to continue to sponsor the Fittish podcast. And it's because I'm so genuine about this. I have used ShipStation for my business Fittish when we started as, I mean, I like to still consider us a small business, but I mean, from day one, when I was shipping just some sweatshirts out and some hats to everyone that was ordering to now, you know, shipping, you know, thousands and thousands of orders a month, really at any level, ShipStation has been amazing. So what is ShipStation? If you're listening to me and you're like, Jenna, what in the world is ShipStation? Well, this is going to be for you if you sell things online. Okay. So no matter if you want to start a small business, I've had a lot of people come to me say that they, you know, a girlfriend, for instance, she's like, I have all these vintage clothes. I think I'm going to start this online store and we've seen a lot of people start online stores during the pandemic especially because I mean this is the best way to make a little extra income it could be a little side hustle you have a hobby you make a craft you want to sell it use ShipStation they're actually going to integrate with any platform that you want to sell your things on I use Shopify Um, that's what my store is powered by but I mean maybe it's just you know eBay or Amazon and that's where you have your store that's great so You're going to be able to import all your orders, ship with any carrier, access discounted shipping rates, keep track of everything that you're doing in an automated way. Because if you're, if you have a small business that you ship things, you know that shipping is actually the biggest logistical nightmare and the most expensive part of your business usually. So ShipStation, no matter what you're selling, is going to uh, funnel all of this for you and make it incredibly easy. And you're going to be able to ship more in less time and use my offer code FITISH to get a 60 day free trial. That's two months free of no hassle stress-free shipping. When you go to shipstation.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, type in fittish, that's shipstation.com and enter the offer code fittish. Make ship happen. And I highly recommend starting a little small business like that. If you don't know, I mean, fittish for me started as a side hustle. I was working on the radio show with JC and I was like, I'm just going to start this small business. And just because I wanted a creative outlet and maybe wanted to make a little bit of additional money and see if I could pull something off. And then it, you know, I could have never anticipated that it would grow into what it's grown into. But you were just going to do a little website with workout plans and stuff, right? Workout plans and some merchandise and have fun with it and be creative. And then it turned into this. And I just try to encourage people and say, you can start small because you never know where it might lead you. And it's led me here. I know because a lot of people get scared and they're like, oh, but starting my own company sounds stressful. But you know what? Working for somebody is stressful too. You know, it is. What kind of stress do you want? Do you want to be stressed but be your own boss? 
it's so true. It's stressful in a different way because now it's up to me to take care of myself for the rest of my life. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's not, but then again, I mean, anything can happen when you work somewhere else. You definitely have a lot more stability. I think when you, when you're working a job where you yeah. have a, like a, a steady paycheck and you feel a sense of job security cause you've been there a while. So yeah, it's, it's a different kind of stress when you own your own business, but there's an element of, I can't tell you how many messages I get. I, I mean, I can be honest with you about it. I get, I get a lot of messages from people, you know, that are like, a lot of y'all probably listening to this are included in this or have sent me messages because you're still fans, but they would say like, you know, I miss you so much on the morning show, but I'm glad you're happy. And I love that message because that's yeah. really nice. And I'm like, no, but I really, or they'll be like, can you please come back to the show? Like, I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't want to get up early. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's hard. It's I know, hard. but I think about you all the time still because there's definitely elements of it that I miss, but it is, it's really cool to just be able to like get up and like, do the dishes in the morning. I mean, mm -hmm. the kind of stuff that I could never do. And or I go travel because you're about to go ship yourself off. I am. I am. I mean, I, I'll talk about it on the podcast for a moment. I'm getting to do something really, really cool. Um, and but I'm just not. I don't think I'm going to post that I'm traveling. I wasn't yeah. really going to say anything about it just because I don't think that traveling right now, Ted Cruz, is like a good look. But <laughs> I. And I know I'm not a, you know, I'm not like a political figure, but I do own a business and, you know, and we're doing some <laughs> philanthropic. I am. I'm doing it for work. Yeah. I have to pop down to Mexico for a few days, but I'm also, it's something cool that I don't really want to share exactly what it is yet. Cause I want it to come to fruition. I always get scared that yeah. it's going to get canceled or something will happen, but you'll, you'll get to see it hopefully here in the next month or two. But, um, but yeah, I'm doing it. There's a justifiable reason that I'm doing it. I'm going to stay somewhere. I'm not going to leave the property and then I'm going to come back, but I'll, I'll have to get a COVID test upon returning i've heard that whole thing's kind of a shit show like the hotels offer it but that they don't even really check it at the airport because they don't want people to get stuck there and so i don't know i'll report back and let y'all know how i feel about it but no i feel like it's i'm just gonna say it i think it's a i feel that it's a bad look to travel right now i mean just in general with everything that's going on i mean to travel for pleasure you know there i there was some blogger you know someone that i follow um i don't even know who she is but she lives in the dfw area yeah and she seems like a nice woman. I don't know. I don't know her. But she is uh, posting photos on this vacation this whole week, right? And then simultaneously here and there throwing up like charitable things to do on her stories. And I just think it looks terrible. Like, you know, I, I think it's one thing if you're an individual and you're going to see family or you need to get out of town and you're playing it safe, that's fine. But like when you own a business or you have, you know, you're supposed to be kind of a role model, like I just don't think it's a good, and I've seen this happen with a lot of kind of leaders and business people when they're doing this at a time, you know, they're like, hope everyone's staying warm back oh, no. home, but I'm here in my bikini. Like I just, I'm repulsed by it. I'm not going to be that person. You know, yeah. I need to do something for work and come home, but you know, everyone has their own, their own thing. I just think personally, it's a decision I've made. You know, I've told the girls that work for me, use discretion. You know, if you, if you need to travel and do something, I get it. People are going stir crazy, but you know, don't be ridiculous about it. We represent a business and you know, I want to lead by example. And I, you know, and I don't even feel like it feels like vacation right now. You go you somewhere. You can't, you just feel guilty. You even feel last like you summer I yeah. felt weird before it had even gotten so bad. And you know, when I had that trip planned, I had to use or I was going to lose it. And so I turned into a little bit of like a work retreat for some of my team. And then, but I just felt weird. Do you know what I mean? I just felt, 
you go both ways because you're like, well, these people are working at the hotels and they need the tourism to survive, right? And But then again, you just don't even feel that relaxed about it because then you have this lingering, like, I have to get a COVID test before I go am to I the airport. Am I going to get sick? Who am I around? Yeah, where am I going to catch it? You know, it? I'm also going to do all this in vitro here in the next few weeks, so I'll take you all along. So a week from this, this a week from tomorrow, I'm going to get the surgery. So this is my last chance, you know, friend and I were talking about to really do what I need to do for this yeah. work situation and then come back. So I'm only going to go for like 48 hours and then because then I'm going to do the surgery and the transfer and all of that. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully it works out. But but yeah, I'm not going to be going anywhere for a very long time after that. I feel like every uh, everything I've planned in the last year, we've canceled. I mean, what about your birthday? I don't, you know, I don't celebrate. I don't really celebrate my birthday. I I do have a spring break this year. We canceled last year. I don't again. I don't I just don't feel right going. Kenzie and I did take one trip together down to Austin, Texas. Yeah. Together just to stay in a hotel. That was okay. But that was the only time. We uh, could we, take the kids somewhere for the weekend, right? We could. Uh we took them to the we Great Wolf. We took them to the Great Wolf Lodge uh yeah. during the during the our Christmas break because it was local and it was right there. And, and I felt like the kids needed to get out. Um yeah, but I, I just I, I feel weird. I, we canceled our Valentine's Day. We were gonna go travel and stay in a hotel for the weekend, yeah. but we canceled that because it's just the storm was coming. It just didn't feel right. But we'll eventually get to the point where it'll feel okay and everything will be back to normal. We won't feel guilt. I felt guilt just for having electricity this last week, you know? Me too. I felt the sense of, you know, it was so hard, you know, because I have certain things. Sometimes you're like required to post things or you want to promote your business because it's my livelihood. And I just, I went like a few days without posting anything because I just felt like I didn't know what to do. And that's when I decided I was like, you know, I can... You know, I can share. I shared some of the women's shelters that I work with here in town that needed some help. And I was like, you know what? That's what I'm going to. That's the cool thing about us yeah. here in business. You can kind of pick and choose what you want to do. And I was like, OK, well, I'm going to give a portion of the sales. I mean, I usually don't get myself that politically involved, but I couldn't help but think like I I live here. I live in this area. I don't try and align with like everything going wrong in the world all the time. But it's when it's hit so close to home, yeah. but it does. It makes you just I providing am, water, something as little similar. as water. People don't have water right now. Just being able to buy a pack of water and give it to a family. We had people in our neighborhood that were doing that, which was great. Because yeah. then you feel like you help. You give food. You give these things because somebody set it all up and you feel like you're involved in this cause. Yeah. But I, I admire those people that think of that. And they're like, no, I'll take care of it. You guys just donate what you can. We'll take it down to the shelters or whoever needs it. And, and boom. And you, and you trust those people. Yeah. Which How, really we'd cool. love to hear from you. I mean, you hear JC and I talk and give our unsolicited advice and opinions all the time. You can always shoot us an email mm-hmm. at the podcast at fittish.com or info at fittish.com. Either of those email addresses work and we're reading them all the time. So, or shoot, you know, shoot fittish a DM if you want, whatever is easiest for you and let us know what are your thoughts on traveling? Do you have plans to travel? Have you guys gotten vaccines? What are your thoughts? My mom's finally up for her. She can go get hers, but She's it's going. interesting to hear some people all about getting them. Some people scared of getting them. Some people full on conspiracy theory about not getting them, but I don't know. We'd love to hear your thoughts on all of the above and see where you stand on everything. In the meantime, everybody have a wonderful week and uh, we'll catch you again next time. Yeah. On the Fittish Podcast. See you next week. Hey, if you like what you hear, make sure you join us for another episode next week of the Fittish Podcast. It's super easy. Just subscribe. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.